Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo. We are back in the snake pit. And of course, I'm here joined by the WWE Hall of Famer, AEW talent, and the inventor of the DDT, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, we're back, dude. Oh, man. What a week, brother. What a week. You've had a busy one, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I've been getting out there and getting around. Went out and had dinner with DiBiase and Doug in the other night. We had a blast. Thought we were going to get thrown out of there because it was a real nice restaurant. And we were... <laughs> Duggan was loud. It wasn't me. <laughs> Jim Duggan's loud? I can't, yeah, I can't, can't wrap believe my head it. around that. I, I was just surprised he didn't, he didn't give one hole the whole time we ate. The whole entire time? Not yeah, one? not one. And what about just one tough guy? Did we get one of those? In oh, there? yeah, we got some tough guys, yeah. Okay, well, it's, it just wouldn't be a complete day without at least one. Man, how about that? The old Mid-South crew going out to dinner there. And uh, you were in Jacksonville, Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, River City Con. Man. Great I'll turnout. And I'll tell you what, I was looking at, at the lineup for that thing and just some unbelievable talents on that uh, yeah. on that thing. And, and man, there's there's plenty more to come this summer, isn't there, Jake? Oh, man, we're going to keep right on rolling. You know that. I know you're about to do a whirlwind tour of Ohio with your comedy tour. You're hitting cities like Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland. So, yeah. man, it's these fans are in for a real treat. Guys, if you live in the, the Ohio area, Pennsylvania, Indiana, I don't give a shit where you're from. Make your way over to Ohio for uh, Jake's whirlwind tour of the state, and you can get all the details on that on Jake's social media. I know he's posted them online. So, uh, absolutely, guys, keep your eyes open. And we're glad to have you guys here with us this week because, look, you know, initially the plan was we're going to resume our story of AAA, Jake's time in Mexico, and we're going to. Don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna circle back to it. However. As I was uh, kind of digging around doing some research for future episodes, I was like, you know, I haven't seen much of what Jake has done uh, in the Georgia territory. 
And here I, I just went down the internet rabbit hole, Jake, and started watching all of it. It's mm -hmm. phenomenal stuff. And it just so happens to be the 40-year anniversary of the debut of the Legion of Doom. Not the Legion of Doom yet, but the, the Road Warriors in Georgia Championship yeah. Wrestling. And, man, I was like, this is the perfect opportunity for us to chat about this history. Am I right? Oh, man. This is going to be fun. It is going to be fun. And look, let me preface this by saying, I know that during this period of time, you had a big rivalry with Ronnie Garvin, and it's probably mm. one of the best rivalries of your entire career, uh, certainly yeah. one of the most physical of your career. Yeah. <laughs> In November, we're going to be talking about that entire rivalry. So we're going to kind cool. of tiptoe around it a little bit here. All right. but, but yeah, November is, is the anniversary of you winning that television title from him, and I can't wait to talk about it. But for right now, let's talk about the Road Warriors. Here we go. Um, Jake, did you ever hear the story about how Matt Bourne's dismissal led straight to the opportunity for the Road Warriors? Oh, no, I didn't. Let me know. It's it's wild, man. So Bourne apparently had been having a lot of substance abuse issues in the territory, and uh, he was tag teaming with Arn Anderson at the time. And Arn has it that uh, there were a few events that led to his firing. In one instance, he got into this really nasty bar brawl with uh, B. Brian Blair, and uh, most fights last something like 90 seconds or so. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, this this fight was on and off for about 20 minutes, somewhere oh, in nice, there. Nice. And these guys were just fucking throwing down in this hotel bar. And uh, here, it, if it ends up with B. Brian Blair biting off almost his entire bottom lip, uh, the, the lip of Matt Bourne. So that's, that's one strike. Strike two, Arn Anderson was tag teaming with him, and uh, they were crashing with Paul Ellering. Uh, Arn feels his bed sloshing around. He wakes up, and there's Matt Bourne standing over him completely naked about to piss on him. Uh, and so oh, Arn, nice. Arn beat the shit out of him, and so that was strike two. And finally, strike three was apparently Bourne was arrested because uh, allegedly he had a, a girlfriend who is underage, and that led to his dismissal from the territory. So troubled man, to be sure. But uh, look, it's everything happens for a reason, as they say. And uh, that tag team, of course, was dissolved. And in place of it, Paul Ellering got these two young stars from the Chicago, Minnesota area. And man, they came in with that unbelievable look. Am I right, Jake? Absolutely, man. You look at him, you went, oh, my God. They were so jacked up, man. <laughs> Science is a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, there was, that. there was certainly some chemistry involved of, of some kind there with those guys. Oh, but, God. Tons. But look, I mean, without knowing how to properly lift weights, without knowing how to have a have the right kind of diet, I mean, it's still, you can be on steroids. But, man, those you guys put in work. the work. Yeah, they those put guys in the put work. in the work. And, and they got absolutely massive. Uh, Jake, I've heard some people say that this kind of started the new wave of guys with those uh, bodybuilder-type physiques yeah, in wrestling. Yeah, sure did. They yeah. sure did, man. Up until then, there weren't that many. And it also brought in the, the opportunities for young guys to get a chance to be on top. Until then, it was usually somebody that was had some time under their belt, you know? And, uh, right. We're usually 30, 35, but now all of a sudden you got 20 year olds getting on, out there and, and doing it. And uh, it opened the door for a lot of people. 
Man, they were they were young, but they were a couple grown ass men, as they say, because holy shit, just seeing these guys, you know, as I said, I, I was watching back some of the video. They're just massive, massive guys, honestly, yeah, probably were. physiques bigger than Hulk Hogan um, and just man, uh, unbelievable look. Um, so the Road Warriors and Ellering start in with Ole Anderson, Wildfire, Tommy Rich, Stan Hansen immediately once they they get in there and show up as a tag team. Uh, Ole was booking at the time, was he not? Yeah, I believe so. So I, I know that you yourself would go on to help uh, with with booking when you came to Georgia. But overall, what did you think of having an active wrestler as the booker in a territory? I don't mind having an active wrestler booking, but I, I'd like an active wrestler that has a brain. <laughs> so, so oh, my... only, only was good at booking only. <laughs> I got you. So, well, let me say he's he's featured all over this stuff as I'm watching it back where it's like you can tell he's booking because he is all over the damn product. Yeah. Um, and, and being positioned as a tough guy. And I get it. Like, you know, it's you got to walk a weird fine line. It's this competitive business. Um, I mean, overall, though, Oli's booking style, like, you know, it's you and I have talked about it. He's got like this. He was a great promo and he could yeah. he could tell a story in the ring. Yeah. Um, what did you think of his storytelling ability when it came to booking others? He lacked, he mm. lacked big, you know, that's one of the reasons I wound up with the job, you know, uh, that was a real funny incident. We might as well tell it now. For sure. Uh, I'd been in Charlotte and uh, the Briscoe brothers who were part owners of Georgia. They own part of that, that territory. Uh -huh. And we were making a road trip one night and they told me, said, why don't you go on over to Georgia? You're not happy here and just be quiet. Just wrestle. There's something big is going to happen for you. I'm like, okay, you know, what the hell, you know, because I couldn't stand Charlotte. And uh, I went on over there, started wrestling. And uh, Ole had turned around and made Buzz Sawyer the booker. Oh, yeah. Buzz is all over this product, too, by the way. I'm seeing yeah. an awful lot of Buzz. Buzz Sawyer made him, made himself the book, got made the booker. And then who's wrestling the Road Warriors? Buzz and his little brother, Brett. Yep. They're midgets compared to the Road Warriors. <laughs> they were. Especially Brett. Oh, yeah. He weighed like 175 pounds. You know? <laughs> and here's what's even worse. They were beating the Road Warriors. Unbelievable. Every night. <laughs> but I'm keeping my mouth shut and doing my job. Well, one Sunday, you know, the Omni always ran on Sunday. It was a big deal in Atlanta. And uh, I look on the card, and I'm booked against Jerry Briscoe. I'm That's like, a good holy opponent. shit. Jerry Briscoe. What the hell am I doing wrestling him? I don't need to be doing jobs already. You know, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. So I'm kind of antsy about it, waiting to talk to him, and he's nowhere to be found. The matches start. We're on fourth. He's nowhere to be found. Second match is over. He's nowhere to be found. Oh, Lord. Third match is in the ring. And just as it's over, I catch a glimpse of him running to get dressed. <laughs> well, they had me go to the ring. I went to the ring. 
the bell's ringing for him. He finally comes running out to the ring. We get in the ring. We start wrestling around, blah, blah, blah. You know, nothing. You know, just doing our stuff. And we build the match. Got the heat going. He started making his comeback and told me to cut him off. And I'm like, cut you off? Because I thought he was taking it home. And I cut him off and he said, DDT. What? All right. So I hook him and I DDT him and cover him. He says, do you want the job as Booker? And I said, hell yeah. He goes, don't take anything less than 100% control. Okay. Wow. And that's how it happened in the ring. So I go back to the locker room. I'm getting dressed. I hear Ole screaming, Jay, get your ass in here. (laughs) (laughs) So I go in there and here's the Briscoes and some other people. And I can't remember who all was there. Oh, gosh. Well, if if Buzz was booking, it's safe to assume he was Well, no, Buzz wasn't present, no. Oh, okay. So they're they're like, we're getting a new booker, and it's you. Goalie's looking at me. Yeah, it's fucking you. Can you believe that shit? You know? (laughs) And the Briscoe brothers are like, Ole? God damn. And I said, well, I'd love to do it, but I won't do it without 100% control. 100% control? Are you fucking kidding me? I'll kill you. I'll kill you. You know? (laughs) Oh, my God. It was brutal, man. But when it was over, I had 100% control. Wow. I I brought in talent. I hired talent. I fired talent. The only thing I wasn't doing was writing the checks. That sounds almost like a a little bit of a coup, right? It was a coup. Interesting. It it was a power power thing. So, like, uh, I I just assumed that you were coming in and maybe they needed help with booking and you were booking alongside Oli. Oli was just done booking? He was done. Completely Brett, And so was Buzz. Well, Buzz and Brett quit. Wow. They quit. I knew that they left the territory. I didn't know why. Yeah. And a couple of weeks later, Tommy Rich quit. So what? That's I find that interesting because I feel like you'd be booking him well, a guy like Tommy Rich. Yeah, I, I had great things set up for him. Was it just like a matter of principle or something? It was a matter of buzz with his brother. Yeah. You know? Okay. So I, I just you know I worked the deal out for him where he would he wouldn't wrestle in the Georgia territory. He had been in the Georgia Territory for years, and he had burned his bridge. He -hmm. really had with the people. He had done some pretty stupid things, being drunk. Different things happened with him and Buzz. One incident, he was on the the microphone at the Omni crying to the fans. This is Tommy? Yeah. I don't love you. You don't love me. I don't care. Yeah, after a strap match. It was horrible, man. Oh, Lord. But anyway, I I was going to get him out of the Georgia Territory and book him out. But book him out where he would make some really good money. But he didn't want to be booked out. So screw that. I'm not doing it. Man, I wonder if he had it to do over if he would change things. I'm sure he would, because he he went out to Memphis and starved to death. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, you you had told me before you never got to work for Jerry Jarrett, but were his inf- were his payoffs pretty infamous by this? Oh point? yeah, well I, I I worked for him for two weeks one time. Okay. And, and I gave my notice, and they said, "Why are you giving your notice? You just got here." I said, "I didn't bring enough money." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's man. It's true. <laughs> Jerry Jarrett, very frugal businessman and a hell of a promoter. Um, but it, it is funny hearing some of the stories. I, I've always heard about Steve Austin said he lived on uh, just nothing but potatoes for weeks and weeks on end. Yeah, because uh, you just buy a big bag of potatoes and with all your money, and that's all you can eat. That's it, man. Twenty dollar, twenty dollar payoffs don't go far. No, no, that won't even get you through the night at the bar. I'm guessing, right? Oh, the bar. Forget about that. You couldn't afford that. Uh, you can't be buying the ladies' drinks with that. For God's no. sake. <laughs> I, I never did that they came to you with the drinks uh, they bought their own oh, okay well it's man you got it figured out jake <laughs> afford anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls how to refine your mental models and how to think about how to think paula while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year it is far less likely than it is on thirty thousand dollars a year right i would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight it was a hundred percent you need to make more money make smarter choices and build a better life afford anything wherever you listen okay guys let's take a minute to discuss our partner and their product which is truly reshape my life ag1 the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I used to start every day taking a bunch of multivitamins or worse, mixing a healthy shake. The vitamins were expensive and annoying and to get the shake right, you've got to go shopping and you've got to add all the ingredients. You've got to clean the blender and take up a bunch of your valuable time. Well, nearly a year ago, I began drinking AG1 every day because I was fed up with my morning routine and it has been a true game changer. Now, I have a single solution that supports my entire body and covers my nutritional bases every day. I wanted more energy. I wanted to make sure my immune system was well supported, especially with my daughter in daycare bringing home germs every day. I wanted better gut health and I wanted a simple solution to incorporate into my daily routine that I enjoyed the taste of. AG1 checked every single box. Here's the best part for me, it's easy. My schedule is full pretty much every day, and AG1 made life easy for me by providing 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients by simply mixing one small scoop with water. That's it. I drink it, and I'm done. It's an easy micro habit that delivers macro results. I know what your next question must be. How much does it cost? How about less than $3 a day? Why don't you break that habit of going to Starbucks or the gas station every single day for an unhealthy breakfast or some expensive specialty coffee. Spend less money and get a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients instead with AG1. Now that's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com snake. That's drinkag1.com forward slash snake, S-N-A-K-E. Check it out. Well, uh, let's let's keep on going. And thank you for that story because I was going to ask you about how you got into booking. And man, yeah. I did not expect a story. I thought it was just going to be like, hey, they needed help. They were struggling. They no. knew I could tell a story. Holy smokes, that's wild. It was. Do you think that you could uh, benefit AEW if they let you have the pencil a little while? Absolutely. God, I'd love Absolutely. to see what you'd I'd love to see. I would love the opportunity. Just 
give me, give me 15 minutes of show. Mm-hmm. Let me put something together. I mean, hell, dude, they've got a Collision now. They've got Rampage. They've got AEW Dynamite. That's a yeah. lot of booking for for a lot them. of booking, man. A lot of booking. I know that I can help. Well, so let's put it out there on them internets. Uh, Jake Roberts, I think, would would be a begging huge for that asset. job. He would be a huge asset with AEW. Um, well, before we get into the whole meat and potatoes here, I did want to ask you because I don't think we're ever going to talk about him again. Really, there's no reason to. Um, Larry Zabisco and Mr. Wrestling 2 are on top battling over the NWA national heavyweight title around the time that you're coming in. Uh, and Larry will win it here in early June before the two swap it back and forth. Um, what did you think of Larry as a performer? Again, I don't see us talking about him much on the podcast. Larry, Larry was a good performer, you know, uh, he wasn't exceptional. But he knew what to do out there. Did he ever talk to you about him and Bruno? No. It's, uh, no. I've heard that he loves telling the story. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard he, he too, but I don't remember much of it. I heard he, he talked to me about it a little bit, but I, I don't remember it. He's a character, man. And, yeah, I always liked his work, too. Great promo. Fun to watch. So nothing against Larry. No. Um, so when the Road Warriors show up, uh, it's it's just a little bit before you yourself come into the territory, yeah. and and they're wearing this traditional like biker gear. But it's not too long before they make a transition to these painted faces and the wild outfits they'd come to be known for. Uh, we mentioned earlier that they already had these phenomenal physiques, but what did you think of them adding this kind of dash of sports entertainment to their presentation? Oh, it was a plus. It made them entertainers instead of dirty bikers. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Kind of set him apart a little bit. Yeah, it did. It certainly did. In a positive way. For sure. And I mean, the proof is in the pudding, man. You go on to look at what they went went to do with that face paint. Holy shit. They got big as life. So, But uh, so did you, Jake. And by September, you arrive in Georgia. And our first clip this week is your debut promo with the territory. I started out a long time ago just as a lonesome schoolboy. But you see what happens. As you travel through life, you have certain things happen to you that changes the way you feel and the way you live and the way you die. Well, a man from Texas once told me, he said, Snake, he said, step right on up, brother, because if you ever want a piece of the pie, you got to go to the baker. Well, I know where the baker's at now. It's taken me a few years to find it. But people like Pez Watley, people like Tommy Wildfire Rich, people like Wrestling 2, people like Buzz Sawyer, and a lot of other fools have been running roughshod, if you want to call it that. Maybe they've just been getting away with things they want. But you know something? Timing. Timing is the sense of everything. You look at any sport, it's a sense of timing. Well, I have picked my time. No one else chose this time for me. I have picked my time. So you see, whenever you look at me and you see what I can do, and Mr. Announcer down there, I think his name is Gordon Soley, I want you to sit down and watch because you've been around wrestling for a long, long time. And you know what kind of things go on. And you've seen a lot of sick people come through the area, I'm sure. But have you ever seen anyone that can do what I can do when I want to? 
Oh, yeah. Six foot five, 245 pounds. A lot of people say I'm not big enough for the job, but brother, just grab a hold of me and watch me grow. <laughs> so what do you think you were referencing there at the end, Jake? <laughs> uh, the snake? <laughs> Man, a pretty different character from the guy we were seeing in Mid-Atlantic here, uh, with, you know, alongside the likes of Ricky Steamboat, uh, just not, yeah. not all that long before this. Uh, man, the, the longest microphone I think I've ever seen in my entire life you were holding. Uh, oh, you, yeah. You look like that dude at the bowling alley who has Coke on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you were just dressed to the nines. Guys, we're going to put that on social media. It's just a really fun clip and a different look at Jake. But, man, uh, what did you think of your arrival in this territory right out of the gate? Oh, there was great promo. Hell, yeah. Uh, got everything I needed to say. Yeah, man, uh, really set you up pretty well. And, uh, you know, you you mentioned it's not going to be too long before you're booking. How long into your run would you say that you had this match with, with Briscoe? Like two weeks. That's it? Three weeks, yeah. All right, well, it's uh, in, a, in a clip we're going to show here in a little bit, it kind of shows that, uh, you know, that you were moving in the right direction, even with your, your own storyline. We'll get there in a second. But first, let me ask, what do you remember about first crossing paths with uh, Mike and Joe when you got here? Well, I met him at the bar at the hotel. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> and we got along pretty good. And uh, automatic, immediately we started riding together. Mm -hmm. So uh, the table was set there. It's pretty funny to think about both of them getting in my Trans Am. Holy shit. But uh, that's what we did. We three of us got in that Trans Am and we went places, man. We went all over Georgia. Man, uh, you with that mustache and the sunglasses, the Trans Am, like some Smokey and the Bandit shit going on down there. There you huh? go, man. That's cool. You know what I Now, I know that you would come to live with those guys as well. How did that come yeah. to be? Well, we were just down there, man, and uh, we got tired of living in that hotel. And, uh, you know, every, every week we had to pack our stuff into boxes and store them at the hotel. And then we'd go on the road, you know, for a week. Ooh, man. Then when we come back, we'd have to unpack our boxes again. Yeah, it was really hard. And, uh, so I believe the first time I moved in with Joe and that lasted, I think about, I don't know, four or five months. And, no, it didn't. It lasted, it lasted about three or four months. And then after that, um, Jerry Briscoe had a condo that he wanted to sublet. And uh, I sublet the condo from him. So once I did that, Hawk moved in with me. And we had some great, great times, man. Yeah, I've, you know, uh, rumor and innuendo has it that uh, you and you and animal, maybe not exactly birds of the same feather, but uh, no. but but you and uh, you and Hawk a little bit closer in personality. Oh, type. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Was Nikita Koloff living with you guys as well? He did it one time. Okay. Did so did Rick Rude. Yes. I remember you telling the story of Rick yeah. Rude coming down and bleeding Getting all over bloody, the couch. couch yeah. <laughs> uh, if our listeners missed that, go listen to it on our WrestleMania 4 episode. We covered it in depth. But, uh, man, it's just like what a motley crew of dudes coming through. Uh, it was, man. Nikita Koloff was there, and he didn't even want to be a wrestler. Really? 
No, he didn't want to wrestle. He was there because his girlfriend had got caught screwing around with the best man. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And he was losing his mind. So he came down to Georgia and stayed with us. Drove everybody fucking crazy, man. <laughs> every time I'd come home, all the ashtrays were gone out of the house. He'd take them and throw them out in the, in the woods. Oh, he hated that you smoked? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for God's so, sake. I remember being at the office one day and Jimmy Crockett called me and asked me if I knew somebody that, that looked like a road boy. I said, I got, I got just the fucking guy, man. Same size and everything. But he doesn't know a damn thing about wrestling. <laughs> you know what Jimmy Crockett said? What? We want him. We got a spot for him. How about that? Yeah. Nikita got his fucking job over a phone call. And they took him in there and made him a star. Listeners, think about that for a minute. Nikita Koloff became a huge, huge star, uh, 80s and 90s. And uh, it's all because he was throwing away Jake Roberts' ashtrays. That's it. <laughs> I wanted him out of my fucking house. <laughs> that is wild. Man. Uh, so how about that, Jake? A couple uh, really interesting connections here. Not only are you here for the birth of uh, the Road Warriors, but you're also kind of setting Nikita Koloff on his way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, That's man. He went, from, he went from sleeping on my couch to being in the main event. Yep. Tag teaming with Dusty eventually, uh, just becoming a massive, massive star in that territory. Uh, was this also around the time that you would have started dating Missy Hyatt? Yeah. Okay. How did that whole thing come to be? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's <laughs> a story for you. Oh, man. Here we go. I cannot wait. Missy Hyatt had married the, married this guy in Florida, and his name was Mansfield. Mansfield. Oh, Eddie Mansfield. Eddie Mansfield. That's who it was. Yeah, Eddie Mansfield. I had no idea she had been with him. Oh, yeah, for two weeks. He had worked for uh, Georgia, and he worked over the other, the other guys. And he sued Georgia mm. for uh, not for them not letting him wrestle. Yeah. Wow. Uh, didn't yeah. know you could do that. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> and uh, he, he sued him, and he had all sorts of you know bullshit in there. And because she had been married to him, they hired her hired her for her witness testimony. All right. About some of his antics that he pulled. You know, jet airplanes and all this bullshit, leaving bills here and there. And oh gosh. So he was living the Ric Flair nature boy yeah. gimmick. Yeah. And well, that's how they got together. She's on the beach, he's on the beach. He goes up to her and tells her that, you know, I'm this, that, and the other, and jet airplanes and all this, baby, you know, hop on for the ride. And she tells him, well, I'm one of the Hyatt family. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> so they, they both con each other. They both think the other one's loaded. Oh, my God. So we're at the Omni one night. And only comes to me. He goes, you got to babysit somebody for me. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He said, you got to babysit somebody for me. 
we got this bimbo coming in. She's got to she's got to testify in court tomorrow. So you're going to babysit her tonight. Like the fuck I am. I'm not babysitting her. Who is it? And they point her out to him like, fuck y'all babysit her. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't mind. <laughs> I'd be glad to. She doesn't, she doesn't need a hotel room. <laughs> so yeah, that's how, how it's, that's how it happened. How long did you end up uh, dating Missy? Too fucking long. Too long. <laughs> did she did she come at you with any of that Hyatt family bullshit? No, no, no. Just a few months. All right. Well, man, I'm sure some wild stories, maybe for another day. Some sickening stories, yeah. Oh, boy. So maybe some offline stories then. Um, She she introduced me to freebasing. Oh, she did? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Okay. She kind of positions it the other way around that you would have. I know she did. I still don't know know how to freebase. (laughs) <laughs> after all these years um all right so the road warriors were of course uh being managed by paul ellering and here and and you would be too but it really seemed like most every heel at the time was being managed by paul yeah um, well, we had paul ellering we had you know, the road warriors that we added the spoiler the spoiler and i know that like when yeah. you first came in buzz sawyer was being uh managed by him i want to say like king kong bundy got no involved for no, no 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 Buzz Sawyer managing them, no. Oh, I, I thought for sure Ellering was with I, th- He was coming out for all the promos with him and shit. Oh, maybe Ellering was with Buzz. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like before, This would have been like right before you came in. And actually, okay. part of our notes is him turning on but No, Ellering. no. Uh, uh, Bundy turned on Ellering. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, that. That was a great setup, man. I set that all up. That was your whole story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, phenomenal was stuff. It- See, the thing is, we were talking about how great the Legion of Doom is. Even we make our manager stay in shape. So we made Paul Ellering do step-ups for the whole two hours. Oh, my God. While he read the stock market paper. New York, uh, what is it? The stock market. The, uh, the Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. He read the Wall Street Journal while he did step-ups for two hours. I bet he didn't blow up either because he was he in, didn't. He was in phenomenal shape. He didn't. But man, I made it a fucking rib, brother. <laughs> when they went to commercial break, I said, don't you dare stop in commercial break. There's there's a live studio audience. You can't live stop. Live studio audience, and that'll get out. <laughs> so he did it. So I bet he didn't complain either. Man, no, he just- didn't. Just and in. so we, we talked about how what great athletes we were and all this and that. And all of a sudden they start showing these Bundy clips. So I told I told Gordon, so just mentioned that she heard there's a rumor that Bundy may be joining the Legion of Doom. And so when he does that, Ellering goes off on him. Let me tell you this, Gordon Soli. And Gordon's like, we're still on the air. Just a minute. Because they were going to show another clip, right? Mm-hmm. And Ellery's not waiting. No, I'm going to tell you right now. That fat pig. <laughs> that you think that fat pig would be a part of the Legion of Doom makes me want to throw up right here on you. And, he's, and, and the whole time, Gordon's going, Paul, you're still on the air. <laughs> you know, but Paul just keeps talking about, we train hours and hours every day. You think he's ever trained in anything? What, lifting a fork? <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. I just kept on ranting about how fat he was and all this shit. Well, I had Bundy 
come out there, grab him, toss him into the ring, and go after him. Mm-hmm. But the Road Warriors got there in time to jerk his legs out from under him and save him. That's Man. that's an angle. Yep. That is what you call good, cohesive storytelling. Yes. Jake, I have to admit, Paul Ellering, he's, he was a huge blind spot for me in my fandom. Uh, I never really got to see much of his stuff. Because I'm watching it back here now with GCW. It's yeah. just incredible. But, you know, like I said, he's all over this program. Uh, oh, what, yeah. made, what what exactly made him the right man for the job being so well featured? Well, he was good for the Road Warriors. He kept them on a level plane because the Road Warriors trusted him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a Minnesota boy, too. You know, and uh, Paul was a great power lifter. I mean, he bench press over 500. Uh, squatted, I don't know, 800, something like that. So the Road Warriors respected him. So he could keep them on an even keel, which was very, 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 very important. As they had a little thing called steroid rage boiling in them 24-7. Really? Oh, my God, yeah, brother. It was dangerous. So they were like on the edge all the time? All the time, man, ready to just completely blow up on you. Did you? Did they ever wind up losing their shit on you when you were living with them? Uh, it came real close. It came real close. One time I'll tell you about it. It's my fault. Hawk said, there's only one thing. You never, never, ever go in my room. You got it? Look, I don't want to go in your fucking stinking room. Well, one night, Missy was there. Oh, boy. And I came up with this idea. She was doing her nails. So she had cut off several nails. I said, oh, this is going to be hilarious. Come on. So I got the nails together. And I went into Hawk's room, pulled the covers back, and put the, sprinkled the nails in the bed. Oh, no. And on the pillow. <laughs> And then I went to the bathroom and got some cream rinse and squirted it on the pillow. Oh, God. Which reminds you of something else. Yeah. And I put the cover back on it gently, and I unscrewed all the light bulbs. <laughs> so Missy and I are in bed about 3.30 in the morning, and I hear him come in. And, brother, I hear him yell, Motherfucker! And the next thing that happens is my door comes into my room. Off the hinges. Off. No, it didn't go off the hinges. He tore the whole whole door frame. Oh, my God. Fucking hits the foot of the bed, lands on my legs. He's on top of me choking the shit out of me, man. Oh, my God. Missy comes over. He grabs Missy by the hair and chucks her up against the wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, what? Ex- by the way, don't ever go in his room. No, thank you. What exactly prompted you to like? Hey, this will be fun. <laughs> That's why they call it dope. <laughs> all right, it's all coming together. Wow, that is wild. Um, yeah. it's, well, it's hard to move on after a hell of a story like that, but I'm going to give it a shot. Hey guys, we're going to stop the action for a moment to talk to you for a few minutes about America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Why is it America's number one meal kit? 
Well, with HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. If you're like my family, you probably spend way too much time trying to figure out what to have for dinner. How about this summer spend less time meal planning and prepping with HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients and make it easy to get cooking quick. HelloFresh delivers mouth-watering, chef-crafted recipes, and farm-to-table quality ingredients to your door so you can spend your summer doing what you want to do. Here's what I really love about HelloFresh. Not only is the food delicious, not only do they make it easy with pre-portioned ingredients, but it's also less expensive than shopping at the grocery store and 25% cheaper than takeout. Let me say that again, 25% cheaper than takeout. If you're like my busy family, you're probably going for takeout pretty regularly because of the convenience factor. Why not eliminate a huge chunk of the expense, get higher quality food, and continue to enjoy the, the convenience? And if you want variety, HelloFresh has got you covered there too. Take a bite out of something new with 40 recipes to choose from weekly. With options to please even the pickiest eaters in your life, you'll always find meals everyone at the table will enjoy. Also, no matter your lifestyle, you'll always find delicious recipes on the HelloFresh menu, like pescatarian and veggie. You can even swap proteins and sides to make the recipe just how you like it. We tried HelloFresh here in my house, and we're never going back. My wife is happy because we're saving so much money, and we're also blowing off steam together after work by just spending time together putting together these easy and delicious meals. Guys, don't wait any longer, and don't waste any more of your hard-earned money. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Snake16 and use code Snake16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Snake16 for, that's right, 16 free meals and free shipping on America's number one meal kit. Hey guys, Tony Schiavone. Need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling what happened when listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. On the debut episode of The False Finish, Chris Harris talks about his successful TNA run as one half of America's Most Wanted and his not-so-successful run in WWE as Braden Walker. To be honest with you, I wanted out. I mean, it wasn't. I was, I was saying the right things to Johnny, like, hey, I'm going to make this work. But inside, I was thinking, I hate this fucking place. Um, it's broken me down. It's, it's made me not love wrestling anymore. Um, I, I mean, I, 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 that's kind of when my drinking took a bad turn. And um, yeah, I just, I really needed out. Buff Bagwell joined Ad Free Shows members for a live Q&A, talking about his road to recovery and sobriety and recovery from a broken neck. We took an angle between me and Rick Steiner that could have been a unbelievably long angle. And they took that and just made it into a one night match on Nitro which I lost my debut match back with a broke neck. Who I feel that like shit? that was a bad call. Who, who booked that shit? That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself. Why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Uh, 
as we move into the fall, yourself and the Road Warriors are together under Ellering, but yeah. uh, not quite not quite yet the Legion of Doom. You get a shot of Brett Wayne for the National Heavyweight Championship, and the Warriors are in the National Tag Team Championship picture, dominating just about everybody. I mean, a couple really unpolished uh, prospects at this time. Great looks, as we, as we yeah. discussed. But, man, yeah. every, every, at the time, everything that you were doing was just crisp, tight. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I, I, you could argue that you were kind of at your physical, technical peak. Yeah. Um, but these guys are so unpolished. I mean, like, are you trying to teach them stuff along the way? Oh, God, yeah, man. I'm trying to talk to them all the time. We rode together. We slept together. We were in each other's ears 24-7 along with Paul Ellery. Yeah. You know, that was the reason being, you know. And we rode together. We we just did it all together, man. And they they were starting to pick up stuff. They were starting to pick up stuff. Yeah. And, uh Meanwhile, I took uh, the NWA belt and gave it to Brad Armstrong mm -hmm. and uh, let Ted DiBiase chase Armstrong. So that was fun. Yep. That was uh, certainly a part of the storyline that I was seeing. But also what's really cool is that, you know, you have this thing here with with Brett. Uh, but during that match, uh, Buzz winds up, you know, turning on Ellering and you, um, which, you know, you lose your shot at the national championship. However, it does position you for the uh, the television championship. Yeah. Which is yeah. uh, which is kind of the feud that will come to be known for. Again, let me remind everybody: November marks the 40th anniversary of your victory over Gar Garvin, and it's coming this November. So we will be talking about it in depth. But but Jake, in my research, I discovered that you were the very last NWA Georgia Television Champion because uh, technically because it was renamed the NWA World Television Champion during your first reign. So uh, hey, there's a little feather in your cap, man. There you go, man. <laughs> Not too bad. There you go. Uh, Road Warriors would drop Paul Ellering as their manager, citing that they didn't need him to win, but of course they would eventually rejoin to officially form the Legion of Doom. Uh, why do you think the hokey pokey here with them? That was, I wasn't, I wasn't a part of that. Yeah. That was, I mean, you guys had was, a good thing going. Yeah. That, that happened before we got together. Okay. Oh, I gotcha. So it was like a, a breakup before time yeah, and then yeah. I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, not long before they're back in the fold, we get our first mention of the Legion of Doom in uh, late 1983, as Ellering claims that 84 will be the year of the Legion of Doom. Uh, Jake, do you recall the origin of the Legion of Doom name? Absolutely. Where is it from? We were in that car, riding down the road, and Hawk did these voices that were so good. Uh, Ted Knight from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Yeah. That's the voice. He had the cartoon voice for the for the uh, kids' cartoon series. Uh, Super Friends. Super Friends. And he had the Legion of Doom. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Legion of Doom, the Black Flash is banging Wonder Woman. Mm. And he would just start telling stories like that. And we'd all laugh our asses off, man. So we wound up calling ourselves the Legion of Doom. How about that, boys and girls? After the Super Friends cartoon, yeah. Uh, the, so I, I have to ask Jake, um, who's providing the weed when you guys are sitting around watching cartoons, coming up with this shit? Me. <laughs> I'm just picturing you guys in like an apartment on Saturday morning watching cartoons to come up with this name is some of the funniest imagery that I think we're gonna get. Yeah, it's um, pretty sick. 
<laughs> well, Jake, as we move through the uh, this history, I have to tiptoe carefully again. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to give away too much about your feud with Garvin. We'll get there. But uh, in February, despite being the TV champion, you entered in the NWA World Title Tournament for a shot at Ric Flair's title. Um, mm -hmm. Ellering, Ellering publicly predicts that you'll win it all. A notable match you've got is in round two. And uh, this is your only or round two is your end because you lose to Brad Armstrong by uh pinfall you'd work with him again in mid-south brad every bit as good as advertised absolutely man uh i think he should have been a world champion at some point he was great what do you think held brad back he, brad held brad back his brad, during issues brad did not want to travel mm. he wanted to stay near his family all the time i got gotcha. you uh, that's the whole icicle right there you know, or Vince would have picked him up. God, for sure. He had that great physique. I mean, he was kind of like a Kerry Von Erich type guy without yeah. without the substance issues. Right. Exactly. He was man. phenomenal, man. That's that's why I put all my cards on him when I took the book over. Can certainly see why. Great look. Did you know Bullet very well? Oh yeah, I'd wrestle Bullet. Had you so, really? Oh yeah. Got high a few times together. <laughs> I can picture that. Oh yeah, <laughs> man! What an awesome family. Um, they're uh, Brad's brother, Bullet son, uh, Brian Armstrong has got a yeah. podcast on our network as well called "Oh You Didn't Know." So check that out if you haven't listened to it because those guys are hilarious. I tell you what, the Armstrong family should be in the Hall of Fame. Yep, they absolutely should be. They for sure got the whole family. There. Man, it's such an unbelievably talented family. Yeah. Uh, tragedy, but more than that, incredible history. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, March into April, you're working six-man tags with the Road Warriors against Bundy, Garvin, and Tim Horner. So this that storyline has happened that, that you set up with Bundy, and, man, it's yeah. a great one. Guys, a, a lot of this stuff is available. It's not on the WWE Network. However, if you just Google it or look it up on YouTube, some of it is available there. So go out of your way to find it. Um, to my knowledge, this would mark the first time on TV that you'd work with them, but I could be wrong because it is kind of patchy as far as the availability is concerned of, mm -hmm. uh, of these clips. But that's going to be our next clip this week is the finish of this match with you and the Road Warriors. Referee calling for the break on that. He breaks it all right. Oh, but broke his jaw with another right hand. Take the Snake Roberts using the back of the elbow. Horner shaking his head, trying to clear those cobwebs. But he's in a lot of trouble here. Right? And I'll tell you what, there was a mix-up in that six-man uh, six thing that was in there.
some great wrestling to pair sexing to a free-for-all. Garland, back to the basics, makes the tag. Tim Horner back in the ring. Horner missing with a drop kick that time as Jake the Snake slipped away from it. Jake has got that experience. Jake is watching, but then Horner comes back. He's got some experience of his own. Rolling reverse into that sideline. It is uh, Ooh, brother. The Hawk, Bob Horner. And we've got a wild one going here. We've got a completely wild situation going here. So we ended in a schmoz, but man, really cool to see you guys uh, in a tag team like that. I felt like I had to add the clip. It felt like a Survivor Series situation before that yeah. was a thing. Yeah, that was awesome to see, man. I'd forgotten about that. Man, fun to watch. Uh, as, as you know, again, you're the experienced talent on your side of the ring. Those guys are not. I mean, as you're going live during a match, are you talking to them? Sure. And, I mean, you know, you said that they were road, or roid rage at times. Uh, were they always pretty willing to listen? Or, or yeah. How did that yeah. go? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when it came to business, when it came to business, they were ready to listen. Good that they recognized that they could learn from you. But, however, you know, even though you guys would have been fine outside the ring, tension started to brew in the LOD by late April as you claimed to be the best in, that the group had to offer. And the Road Warriors take issue with the statement. Uh, that supposed issue leads to our final clip this week and a promo that I've seen get an awful lot of attention online. Wrestling Illustrated, the world's number one wrestling magazine, presents Press Conference. Today on Press Conference, the snake... Jake Roberts. This is Craig Peters, associate editor of Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine, along with senior editor Bill Apter. And our first question for Jake Roberts, you've appeared on television mm -hmm. saying that you're the very best that the Legion of Doom has to offer. And we've noticed that the Road Warriors don't particularly like these comments. We'd like your reaction. Well, the thing about being the very best is if you ever start in your own mind to say you're not the one, if you're not the very best in your own mind, then you're going to be a loser in the ring. There's nothing personal with the Road Warriors. This doesn't mean that there's dissension within the Legion of Doom? No, this is a business, man. I'm in here for money. Precious Paul takes care of all the uh, little problems, and that's a small problem because the Road Warriors are the national tag team champions, and I will be the world's TV champion again. You can count on that. So there's no conflict of interest. All right, well, I think Jake, Bill has a question about that team. No, no, I'm not stirring anything up. It, all right, it cost Ronnie Garvin $34,000 to get that match, okay? Yeah. Who got the money, you or Paul Ellering? Well, we spread it around. We're fair about this. It was a situation where Paul had used his mind and I used my body to get it. Uh, did, did Paul take a larger percentage? Uh, that's none of your business, is it? <clears throat> I got my money, he got his. Everybody that's involved got theirs. The only <clears throat> person that didn't get their money was Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> well, I think since this was on uh, World Championship Wrestling on the, the Superstation, everyone out there really wants to know who got the, the big cut of it. Well, why don't you ask Ronnie Garvin? He signed the check. Fine. Great. All right. Our fan question this time comes from Chuck Mackey of St. Louis, Missouri. And Chuck points out that you've That's been consistently at the top of the most hated ratings in Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine. And he wants to know how you feel about being one of the most hated wrestlers in the world. Kind of makes me proud. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I don't care for the fans. Uh, don't get me wrong. I won't go out there and chop them up or anything like that. But I don't have the time to spend shaking hands, signing autographs. I don't have the desire to do it. I used to do it a few years ago, but after a while, you just get so fed up with them, man. Let me go out and beat somebody up, do my job, collect my money, and let Paul get me out of the building. That's all I need to do. All right, so you would say that you really don't care about the fans? No, I don't. All right. Do you? 
Well, well you do because they buy your little magazine, right? I don't think we have to answer you know, that. Oh, we're, we're interviewing you, know, you here. We don't have to answer that. Well, we don't have to answer anything either. <laughs> Just remember this. It's great to be great, and we're the greatest, and you're lucky we're even sitting here talking to you. Oh, Jake. <laughs> that, was, that was just fantastic. Thank you. My goodness. Uh, so, I mean, following this, Jake, I mean, it, clearly it's 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 being positioned that there's some some issues in the Road Warriors. Um, but, you know, as as they they continue to bail you out of situations as, as the storylines move on. I know at one point you call out Ole Anderson and he charges the ring and the Warriors come and give you the assist. Do you remember if there was some plan for a breakup or something? No, there's never a plan for us to break up. Yeah, just all a big tease for the audience. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Um, well, by the time June rolls around, Jake, you're gone. And we'll soon be appearing for the WCCW territory. And I believe it was going to be August of 84. <coughs> well, um, you know why I left, don't you? That's what I was just about to ask. What happened? <coughs> well, I went to WTBS to do TV one morning. And guess who's there? Who? This big man. Okay, that Black Saturday or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he bought it out. Wow. And I took my book and I tore it up in front of him and told him to shove it up his ass. <laughs> what? Yeah, real smart, wasn't I? <laughs> so, wait a minute, why why do that? Because I was pissed off, man. My fucking job just disappeared. I had all these plans, all these things in my mind ready to go. And it was just all fucked in one fell swoop. Yeah, I was getting ready to turn Nikolai Volkov babyface. Man, imagine. I was going to have him sing in church. <laughs> at Tim Horner's church. Wow. While Tim was on piano. So how, how far in advance were you booking? My mind books six, eight months in advance. That's incredible. That's how far I looked out. So six, eight months right down the tubes in all yeah. in one moment. Yeah. Yeah. Now at the time, you know, Vince is taking over up in New York. I yeah. mean, you didn't have any kind of like in saying, fuck this guy, but yeah. you didn't have any worry about like, uh, can mess with me in the future. Nope. Well, evidently it didn't. I mean, wasn't real, it wasn't real smart on my behalf. To tell you the truth. Maybe not. Cause I could have been up there two years sooner. God imagine. I mean, some of the shit that was going on up there that you could have been, I mean, that right when Hulkamania was heating up. Yeah. You could have been there, man. It could have been a big part of that. Big what if. I mean, all's well that ends well. You yeah. uh, you ended up doing okay. Uh, your time around the Road Warriors isn't uh, quite done yet. They would make their way up to the WWF in 1990. You, of course, would get there in 86. Uh, are, are you immediately traveling with your old pals or not so much? No, they changed. Changed how? Just... Uh big stars they had too many quirks yeah okay yeah i mean pretty different version of them uh you'd wind up teaming with them in a few eight-man tags along with yeah. the big boss man against earthquake the mountain of nasty boys uh yeah. nearly a decade later uh and to your point it's man it's just not the same guys anymore no not even hawk i know that you remain fairly close with him it changed oh well lot. I won't ask you to get into those details too much. We're going to no. wrap it up here for this week. However, um, I do have to ask one last question. Uh, we know you certainly had your issues when it came to addiction. And unfortunately, yeah. Hawk also had his share of yeah. substance abuse problems. Um, at what point did it become clear to you that it had a strong hold on him? 
when when they came back to WWF, okay. WWE. So by that point, uh, it was he, pretty... he was off in it. Man, yeah. what a shame! You know, ultimately, uh, I I believe that that would be his his greatest downfall. You know, yeah. not not just in wrestling, but in his in his life. So yeah. awful. Um, but man, just thank you for sharing all your stories today. This was an absolute blast. I love getting to hear all this. And Jake, next week, uh, we're hitting another anniversary coming up here. It's we're gonna be talking about King of the Ring, nineteen ninety six, and of course. Uh, the birth of Stone Cold Steve Austin, man. Yep. I, I cannot wait to hear you talk about some of the behind the scenes there from the, the no new worries. generation era. Well, look, guys, if you're looking to attract that 25 to 54 male demographic to your product or service, why haven't you gone to advertise with snake.com yet? Jake is a legitimate household name. He's still over like Rover and you can get him to put over your stuff to the exact audience you're targeting. If you need evidence that it works, just listen to our show. We're always doing the same advertisers and talking about the same business all the time. And that's because what we do works. Head to advertisewithsnake.com and team up with the Hall of Famer today. Also, jakethesnakeshop.com is rocking and rolling. Things are selling out routinely, and you don't want to miss your chance to get your hands on some rare signed collectibles. Jake still has a few of the signed Ultimate Edition 2-packs of himself and Rick Rude, and they are not going to last long. Get over there now. Pick up this piece of wrestling history. It was 35 years ago that they had this rivalry, and you can own a piece of this history with these awesome-looking two-packs personally signed by Jake at jakethesnakeshop.com. If you can't make it out to one of Jake's signings, get the next best thing with Cameo from Jake at cameo.com forward slash Snake. Jake is having a lot of fun doing these, but he's also there to help you out if you need motivation, if you just want him to cut a promo on you. Uh, if you want him to quit your job for you, it doesn't matter. He's got your back over there too. Again, it's cameo.com forward slash Jake snake order yours today. Summer is almost here guys. And we have got all kinds of incredible stuff over at box and the snake pit shop. We've got tank tops. We've got stylish shorts. We've got a sweet fanny pack. We even got a beach towel over there for you. So look, go over there. Just have a gander. I am over there constantly thinking of new stuff, reloading. And I am a fan of the 80s and 90s. And all of the merch that we put up there reflects that. Just go have a look. It's boxagimmicks.com and the snake pit page. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod for short clips from our show highlights and some exclusive content. We recently did a giveaway and we're doing a lot more. All you have to do to be eligible is head over to youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod. Subscribe and you are in. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please like subscribe and leave us a five star review on all platforms because that helps us out a ton again if you're enjoying what we're doing you want us to keep doing it get over there give us a five-star review please and uh just know that we're we're going to continue to bring you incredible content week after week just a reminder you can get the snake pit and all of our other shows in our network early and ad free at adfreeshows.com starts at just nine dollars a month which is less than 15 cents an episode each month plus tons of bonus content interactive chats with your favorite hosts and wrestling personalities and much more Get over to adfreeshows.com today and sign up. If you're a wrestling fan and you are not part of Adfree Shows, I say this all the time, you are missing out on the best content on the internet when it comes to professional wrestling. You don't have to believe me. Get over there. There's a free trial. Give it a shot. And I am willing to guarantee that you're going to love what you see over there. Catch Jake on Twitter at JakeSnakeDDT on Instagram at JakeTheSnakeDDT and on Facebook at RealJakeTheSnake. You can follow me at MarcusPDAngelo on Twitter and you can follow the podcast at SnakePitPod on all social media platforms. We thank you guys for joining us this week and we'll catch you next time right here in the Snake Pit. 
Double J, Jeff Jarrett, here to tell you a little bit about the nonstop savings happening over here at SaveWithConrad.com. Are high credit card balances holding you down on the card? If you're looking to give a guitar shot to your credit card debt or give your home the push it deserves with some upgrades and remodeling, you need to go to SaveWithConrad.com. That's right, SaveWithConrad.com. Conrad and his team are routinely helping my world listeners save five, six, seven, even $800 a month. Oh, did I mention you get to skip your next two house payments? Take a cue from the last outlaw, because if anybody knows how to get the bag, it's me. Strut on over to SaveWithConrad.com today and see how much money you can save for free. That's right. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo!